0: Okay. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man it was
1: Nearly a two-word review, it just a shit
2: sandwich. I will roll the record up the that That right there is a, a lot. lot of-
1: Welcome back, fellow News You are now tuned in to yet another exciting adventure with us here on Discologist, hanging out in a uh, virtual tiny shack uh, just outside of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, I need to try and get this thing into Animal Collective, or not Animal Collective, Animal Crossing. Um, a, little, a little synergy there, and uh, I don't know how to do it because I'm an old, but I, I'm sure I have some youngs, some friends, some millennials, whatnot out there. That can help me out with this issue. Um, one issue we aren't going to have for this episode is bad music. Uh, we, no, we normally don't, but but uh, we're going to be talking about one, Laura Marling, who is a remarkable artist. Uh, her career started around like 2008. Every single album has been critically acclaimed, and uh, we got on board. I got on board around 2017. You're going to hear more about that. Uh, pretty soon, but her album *Semper Femina* uh, was one of our favorite albums bl- that year. I think it might have been in our top ten. I have to go back and look, but it's a remarkable album. If you haven't heard that, uh, go back and listen to it. But but now she's back with an album. Put it out early uh, because of the the uh, COVID crisis, the coronavirus. Um, put it out early on digital. It is song uh, for our daughter, uh, and it is. A, a more stripped-down affair, but it is it is nonetheless remarkable. In fact, uh, I think it is my favorite album that she has ever made. So uh, we're going to talk about that, and uh, Wes is going to join me to talk about that. So we want to get you acclimated to that, and uh, and uh, especially if you haven't heard Laura Marling, if you haven't heard, we definitely want to get you acclimated to that. I always say the best way to do that is just let the artist's music uh, speak for themselves, and uh, you know we're going to give you a whole lot of background information in a few minutes here, but... But for right now, uh, let's just let the music do the talking. And this is one of the singles uh, off the album. This is Held Down uh, from Laura Marley's remarkable new album, Song for Our Daughter.
3: I woke up, it was four in the morning, clear our hell the you already gone gone, gone. gone, You know it's Hate to disappear, but the days are short and the nights are getting long.
1: I, I'm I'm sorry to hear about your divorce.
2: Yeah, are you guys? Uh, do you have a spare room or anything? <laughs> we
1: do. I, I'm just fixing up the basement. Here and, uh, <laughs> you have a tiny. And, and, uh, or so, so welcome to the country of Wisconsin. Perfect. And yeah, uh, here we go. Uh, <laughs> no, um, I'm going to leave that in. <laughs> um, you know, uh, Wes, we uh, we often find ourselves for some reason or another talking about feels. <laughs> I, I don't know why <laughs> my other friends I talk, I talk about stuff like rock and roll right and, right. and like
0: beer, jazz and feels
1: it's just like jazz and feels man yeah, um but in, in this case I think uh it's well worth talking about. Laura Marling uh is an artist, her second or her eighth now uh studio album, Song for Our Daughter, uh, is what we're gonna be talking about today. Hers her one previous is Semper Femina uh, was really where I got on board uh, with her stuff, but she's been making albums since 2008 and uh, had quite the career um, as an artist that is um, weirdly definable, but uh, also seems to be made of magic, yeah. which 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 some of, which you know is she has a lot in common with a lot of the artists we're going to be talking about today in relation to this, like Joni Mitchell, like Bob Dylan, uh, and uh, and all these comps are deserved, but. On this album, uh, she she just turned uh, 30 and she uh, didn't have a great time, I think, uh, at the end or touring and whatnot behind Semper Femina and just needed to sort of get out. So that's what she did. She collaborated with this guy, Robert Ick, uh, to make a, an electronic record under the name Lump. An interesting record, uh, you know. It's, it's it's an okay record. Uh, she also enrolled in a master's degree <laughs> for psychoanalysis.
2: It's it's a great um, thing to do if you're just like a little bored and looking to pass some time, you know.
1: I th- yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's a great thing. But she, you know, she she basically did a, a lot of things that is just sort of like normal life that we've had to start talking about people doing now. Like, you know, if you're a musician that just supported yourself through your music, what now? Um,
2: but, you know, she was already – I mean maybe she's set in this yeah, well, uh, thing. She, she hit really young. Um, yeah, I have no idea about like, you know, um, what her – yeah, like, you know, I assume she's, you know, she's a professional musician. She's, you know, making at least most of her income from it. But – um you know, that part I don't know as much about, but she hit really young. And, and I actually, same with you, it wasn't really until um, Semper Femina that I got deeply into her, at least. I had, you know, heard and enjoyed some stuff. But, um, but yeah, I mean, she is one of those people who, like, 17, 18 years old, moving to L.A., like, become a star. Um, and it's like, you can definitely see why then, 10, 11, 12 years later, you want to back off a bit. Yeah,
1: yeah. Move, move back to England. Um, the result is an album that is one of her shortest. It is one of her more concise. For me, I think it's 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 easily her best. Um, it taps into this history of songwriting that she's hinted at on all her stuff and does it in a way that only somebody who's made eight albums, you know, been recording for the past 12 years, I think, can do, where you uh, you can not only cite your influences but uh not surpass them but swim in the same end of the pool. You know, she's in the she's in the deep end. I w I wanna start with uh track, this is, just kicks off the album. Uh and it, it immediately sounds so familiar uh and, and classic and timeless, uh, but it was just recorded this year. <laughs> you know? Um and, and and for me that's always a remarkable feat by anybody. Here's a little bit of Alexander.
3: What became of Alexander? What can a woman gets to love you Wrote us all alone socks up to her knees fast diamonds in the drain One more diamond to add to a chain
1: There's a line at the end of that. Um, you, you could not bear the unsaid. I had to try a fuck to give. Why should I die so you can live? Um, this is. I, I'm not sure if this is confirmed, and I'm not even sure if I'm right. Uh, th- this is a uh, a for me a breakup album of the highest order. And speaking in terms that we don't often get, or we never get, honestly, when dudes make this, like I love this album <laughs> so much because. You know, if, if a dude is gonna say something like this, it's just gonna be songs about me, sad, <laughs> right? What you, you love, know, yeah, what's your favorite yeah,
2: genre.
1: yeah. But, but there's there's so much more uh, nuance that not just Laura Marley, but uh, women artists can put into this. That is a, a lot to do with um, how society has treated women, uh, to be to be honest. Um, but, but it, it it's encapsulated perfectly across these songs. And in in a way that I uh, you think you've heard everything about how relationships dissolve and how you deal with them and how and both parties and then along comes something like this and you know that you haven't there's still more to figure out
2: yeah and that's what I think you know any good artist can add something to a conversation that seems like it might be getting stale um and that's i mean you, you know you sort of reference that i'm um, just talking about the sound of this album like you know it, it it's its the kind of album that you listen to the first time and you feel like you've heard it before in a good way um you know sometimes there's music that just doesn't it, it's not interesting because you've heard it all before plenty of times but this like fits in with it, it just feels familiar it feels comforting and safe kind of in those ways um and yet, it's definitely adding something to that whole conversation. It's, it's produced by Ethan Johns, so he, he has a track record for. for
0: yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, you've you got some some talent again behind this record. You know, beyond just hers, obviously. But um, yeah, it is definitely an interesting thing. I, I don't know. I I'm not convinced that this is a breakup album specifically. Um, but I think. I mean, one of the things that I understand about this is that she's talking a lot, she's using this idea of our daughter and as kind of a, like a, a twin concept, uh, partially writing to an unborn daughter um, that, you know, she doesn't have, uh, but what would she say to that person? And that's one of the reasons that I was really, I mean, I, you know, I was really intrigued with this because I love her work, but I was really intrigued with that because one of the students that I was working with um, at, uh, a couple years ago at this school um, that I used to be at wrote a poem um, to her unborn daughter that was just gorgeous. I mean, it was you know, such a powerful piece of work. Um, and so when I heard that that was kind of you know, part of the theme of this album, I was really intrigued. But then I think she's also uh, talking a lot to her younger self. So I think there may be, I don't know, maybe it's a lot of breakups in this or something like that. Or maybe it's, you know, breakups that shouldn't have had, that, that, that should have happened that didn't. And, you know. It's
1: it's breakup in general. I don't, I don't yeah, think this is, yeah. I mean, it does address, I think, specific breakups. But I think as a whole, holistically, it is the, um, the idea Of a breakup And what that means uh, to her What that means to her in the past Like she is speaking to her Like a daughter she doesn't have yet Uh, And that daughter might even be her like, a younger, you know, the, the, there's a lot of songs where, like, you know, fuck you, I'm not buying your bullshit. There's really great lines on that. <laughs> yeah, the whole, like, like, the whole
2: Strange Girl
1: song with just all strange that. Girl, <laughs> strange
2: Girl, Anger Girl, all that. Like, yeah, yeah, don't try to get
1: one go. over on me. But there's also stuff in here uh, in the song Held Down where it's, like, uh, you know, um, this line in here. Is dear, you know, I hate to disappear, but the days are short and the nights are getting long. That's a note that her her uh partner left for her, and that is some like prim- just prime grade Marshall Tucker band heard it in a love, love song level bullshit. That is <laughs> like that is and and that's what I was talking about, like the complexity of dude. So like you know, throughout all these songs, she's talking about the more uh, what. Relationships have meant to her mm-hmm. and what they mean to women and what she can teach uh, yeah. her daughter about that yeah. and and the dudes just like man days are short nights are long <laughs> like and it's such a it's such a it's such a perfect dig at this like idiot male mentality
0: yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it is. It's,
2: and, and You can it, see the guy just like congratulating himself, like "Yeah, I got that line right." Right, <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna be amazed by that.
0: Yeah, Big, and come
1: back. And, and, and so that's what I mean in a breakup album is that she's yeah. she's zooming in and out of this and and has taken a serious look at all that's involved and is calling out bullshit like that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I think I think one of the main themes throughout this album um, is learning how to see where relationships are problematic, um, and I think those relationships kind of take a lot of forms. Um, there's definitely lines um, in this album. Um, I, I don't have it uh, exactly written down here, but um, one of the lines about um, your clothes, uh, you know, closing a pile on the floor, um, and basically you're with this balding bore. Um, As she says it, which, you know, I, I will say it's, it's kind of funny. I hear that rhyme in of itself and I'm kind of like, oh, that's a little clunky. But the line in it, it like when it fits in and when it into the context of the album is really, really powerful. And so I feel like. You know, there's references to relationships, um, power oriented relationships where, you know, a older man is taking advantage of a younger woman that is coming very clearly through in a few of these songs. Um, there's relationships that do seem more, um, you know, direct romantic relationships that somebody has chosen to get into and is realizing is not taking them where they want to be or giving them what they need. Um, and yeah, I think all of it is written with a certain complexity that, um, I mean, is it's honestly rare for any artist, um yeah but certainly is really um it's coming at it from a nuanced perspective that you don't tend to get from songwriter dudes
1: yeah yeah um yeah the the energy uh, it, people make this comp too much i think for uh women artists and uh it, it is if you're a woman artist and you you are dealing in poetry as if it's like you or obviously Joni Mitchell there, there's more than a little uh, of like the song "Case of You," DNA throughout this album. Though I mean that that mm-hmm. is you know, and and anything off Blue. I haven't heard many albums that really attempted to like capture that vibe of Blue. Yeah, um, and and uh, but <laughs> it's not a good idea to try to do with your. <laughs> no, but she does it, and Hijira and like Coyote. Uh, yeah. that's all you know. There's there's a lot of it in here, but I think. Uh, uh, In many ways, Joni was superior to, to Dylan. Still yeah. is. I mean, yeah. there's still I and, and, and I think that's where uh, the stage that Marlene is on now. Yeah. Uh, And it's indisputable. And it is, you know, if you look at like Dylan just put out a 17 minute song, it doesn't match any of this, the quality of any of the things on this record. It doesn't do I mean you people reacted to it because they're like holy fuck it's Dylan right New Dylan and <laughs> and, and it's not like you know the uh, like lounge song you
0: know so right like, cool, but right. It, but
1: it, but it doesn't really get to anything except mm-hmm. something that Dylan uh wanted to get at which mm-hmm. is a specifically like male way of going about these things yeah. and whereas this album gets to truths yeah. uh, mm-hmm. about stuff and uh for that it's just uh yeah like I said I just I really have never heard
2: somebody channel that joni energy (laughs) no no really not and you know it's interesting because that was one of the first things that that really drew me to her um as i said earlier you know i had heard a little bit of her earlier stuff and certainly knew about her knew she was out there knew that she was getting hyped up and um you know was was you know the critics were were liking her and, and all that but um, it was our friend Casey Ray actually who had posted something about um, Semper Femina and kind of saying like is she the Joni Mitchell now and, and you know I'm, I'm definitely on that team like I think Honestly, Joni was probably the best songwriter of her generation, and that's perhaps the best generation of songwriters that this country has produced. Um, you know, obviously, there's you know, that's a long conversation we could have around both of those comments, but you know, that's a time period where there were just incredible songwriters working, um, and she kind of rises above the rest of them. And I feel like that about Laura Marling, with a certain extent. Right now, she just does seem to be working on a slightly different level. Um, not by any means is she the only. You know, talented songwriter right now. The only person writing with no nuance, but just there's something that she's hitting that's a certain level that's taking it a little beyond. Yeah,
1: but but if you if you um, it's beyond, but it's also one foot in in the past in a, in a very mm-hmm. good way. So if you take mm-hmm. the na- big names like you, you have her, uh, you have uh, Joanna Newsom, um, you have like Jessica Pratt, you have Fiona Apple. I was just gonna that say, Are we yeah, gonna you have Fiona Apple here, yeah, and yeah. stuff you know they 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 aren't executing – all of those are fantastic uh, mm-hmm. they aren't executing at this level of just airtight hermetically sealed songs that don't feel they feel lived in despite yeah. their like there there's no there's no room for for anything in these songs, except for for her to deliver this truth to you, I think one of the songs that really spoke to you is "Blow by Blow," right?
2: Yeah, and that's another one. I mean, you know, kind of continuing on the Joni Mitchell thing, like that. That's one of the ones that does really feel, in a lot of ways, like a Joni song. You know, it starts out with this kind of gentle piano, um, and there's there's certain things that she does with her voice. There's certain melodic um, elements that you know are, are similar in the best of ways to Joni Mitchell. And yeah, this is a song that um, that kind of it definitely takes you to that place um, and has some wise thoughts in it, too. Uh, maybe we should hear a bit of it, and
0: then... Let's do it.
3: Note by no I think I'm doing fine Trying to figure out what I will do with all my time Tell them anything you like I'll own up to what's mine Knowing thunder gives away what lightning tries to hide Like we've done it all before, note by note, bruise by bruise.
2: So, to start with, I mean, honestly, my first comment about that song is it's just pretty. It's just pretty music. <laughs> it's gorgeous. You know? And it's like, as much as, I mean the thing that I loved about your show before coming on it myself was, was talking about the meaning behind the art and you know, what, why do we create? What's the point? What's the purpose? What's the meaning? Um, and every now and then you just have to back off from it. and just be like, damn, that's pretty. (laughs) You know, we can talk about a lot of this, but that's pretty. So, so that part of it, I mean, that's kind of the first thing that got me in that song. And it's just, it's, it's beautiful. It's well arranged. It's well produced. It's, um, it's a lovely tune, but, um, you know, when you talk about some of these kind of moments of wisdom that she's bringing into her lyrics, um, which is certainly one of the things that she's, you know, getting a lot of talk um, about with a lot of her stuff, but particularly with this album. Um, and there's a line in this song where she says, sometimes the hardest thing to learn is what you get from what you lose. And that's just a great, great line. You know, it's it's something that I think you know, you don't reach adulthood without loss to some extent, you know, one form of another, um, loss is a part of life. Um, and obviously we see and attach to and react to those immediate losses and the feelings and, um, everything that come up around them. And I think we learn as we age, as we mature, all those things, um, to find the lessons in the hardship um, but it's not easy to do and that's something that I think is another of the themes of this album because there's a lot um, you know she's a notoriously private person she does not speak a lot in interviews about herself um, and she has um, you know said in interviews that there's more of herself in this album than in some previous ones um, but that I think is just one of the things like she's she's talked about recovering from trauma and it's Unclear exactly what she's referring to, um, but you know she's obviously been through some shit, and and maybe you can just say she's you know a woman who joined the music industry at a young age.
1: Yeah, I, I I was gonna say I take it as the trauma of of just being a woman in today's world.
2: Yeah, yeah, and, that, right, and, right, right. Let, and, let alone and, the music industry.
1: Yeah. yeah, and back to my point about how dudes are just like me sad mm-hmm. when this is. This is trying to navigate being a woman and also trying to navigate relationships. Yeah, and I'm honestly, putting at one point she says, "I'm not going to think about a man if I'm if I'm running a woman." Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's a but, great line. But uh, but you know, there, there's the, uh, it's putting the idea of relationships on an equal playing field and then saying it, still we're disadvantaged uh, as women are feeling that way at least. There's another line in this song that is uh, it's. It continues to stop me in in my tracks. Every time I hear it, um, tell them anything you like. I'll own up to what's mine. Knowing thunder gives away what lightning tries to hide. Now, we've existed in the universe without that line (laughs) up to this point, and I don't understand how. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Because you hear that and you understand that is one of the true uh, pillars and
2: just um, just evidence of, of poetry in the universe. You know in, in reading about John Prine um, you know reading a bunch of articles about him um, of course this last little while um, there was actually no you it wasn't even in one of the articles it was a Twitter post that I saw um, and uh, you know somebody had shared it so it's, it's, it's a woman I don't know um, who she was but she shared um, one of John Prine's lines and I, I'm blanking on the at the moment on which one it was you know you could pick a lot of his for this comment but still it, it was a stunning line um, and she basically just said a mortal being wrote that. Kind of think about that. With, with, like, I mean, you know, there's a few lines on here, but yeah, the one that you just quoted, just like yeah, a human being who, who's 30 <laughs> years old, which is like you know, you you reach yeah. a certain maturity at 30, and yet, you know, you and I have passed that. I it's not writing, and I'm
1: I'm veering towards uh 50, and I, I'm not writing anything like that. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah I mean, that, that's that's uh, just uh, a sign of somebody who exists uh, as fully as they can in the world around them and And when you do that, you can take these things out uh, of the world and put them back in a different form yeah, for and, all and, those as you to know experience. continuing
2: along a little bit with with your um your kind of thoughts about the you know some of the ways that different people are writing and and particularly some of the bad dude music and and I'm gonna knock an artist that I love here, but you know you and I had a, had an mic argument about the tallest man on earth um <laughs> and a lot of that was <laughs> we, we might have had a few arguments about the tallest man on earth but um But, you know, he's an artist that I really love and respect and that you less so. We'll just go with that. Um, But when we were talking about his most recent album, one of the things I know really bothered you about it is that you felt like um, it was a post-divorce album from somebody who hadn't learned anything, who hadn't really moved on and was just kind of being sad. And this is something like you look at each of those two lines, you know, that, that we just said from this song. And like that's somebody who has learned some. Lessons from everything that she's experienced. Um, and that's a lot of what we're seeing in this album. Yeah. And and actually, um, that's a good lead in,
1: actually, to, to what I wanted to, to talk, talk about the song. Money. Fortune.
3: My mama had saved. She told me she kept it for running away. Oh, my. Fortunes can change. Picked up some tricks that you learned on your way For fear you'd be lonely if you never changed Oh my, you lost your faith We landed on rocks and that's partly to blame Wonder the landscape in this unbearable pain. Oh, my, your fortune can change.
1: That first line there, you took out that money that your mama had saved. She told me uh, she kept it for running away. Oh, my, fortunes can change. You know, this song is about uh, how you never know what's coming in life and you can never be prepared, Uh, that they were prepared for whatever reason. You know, maybe they were with an abusive husband. Maybe there was, uh, you know, something wanting uh, a distrust of the system, wanting something better for their daughter. You know, in this case, but this is somebody like looking back. This is this is her not looking at her daughters; this is her looking at like an elder on this. Um, and it's a whole journey of how things can change so much. And um, you know, the, the main line in here is, "Oh my, fortunes can change," and uh, or for fear you'd be lonely if you never change. It's all about uh, how. Traumatic change can be but how it is unavoidable you are always going through it and the way she centers it on this family drama it it, it instantly uh, you can't look away from it and in many ways you can't relate to it but it, it feels like a country song first of all. Like that's some classic country shit you know like mama is saving up money to get away from uh alcoholic dad and and but i don't think that's at play here i think it's just in general like this is uh and if you want to zoom out uh to like you know a galaxy brain level uh this is how a lot of women in the world have to exist a distrust of people who may abuse them who's who shouldn't because they you know they're in love with them and stuff but but yet, uh, we know time and time again that that people can turn abusive uh, for a variety of reasons, and and for that it is a uh, it, it it's it's such a masterful like journey song, and the one song on this that I didn't see coming at all, <laughs> and I should have once I got into the album, yeah. I should have seen it coming. Mm-hmm. But then I, I got to it. It is mm-hmm. it is my favorite song by her mm-hmm. by far that she's done, and it just. Um, uh, you know, it, for me, it may it centers the album, it comes a little late in the album, but it centers the album and really gives it a purpose um, instead of just being vignettes and instead of being oblique or or not quite saying what it's talking about, like, it, this is what it's talking about.
2: Yeah, and I think, I mean, a lot of this album, again, is about reflecting on change in these different ways and changes, both good and bad, and learning how to escape from the changes when you need to do that, Um and and things. You know, she's also um has spoken some about um, how Buddhist writings have been helpful for her, you know, in dealing with some of her issues and some of her traumas and things like that. You know, there's a line on um only the strong um where she says only the strong survive, only the wrong relive their lives. We've been here a thousand times. And like that <laughs> I mean that's the essence of Buddhist philosophy. Um, you know, boiled down. Um and that I think is is again like going back to this idea of just somebody who has seen the point, seen the purpose in the experiences that she's had. Um, you know, you have to assume she's also thinking about her friends, her loved ones, her family. You know, there's 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 a wisdom in here that that, that goes beyond what anyone can just see about themselves, and so I think that there's. Um, different time periods there's you know that issue of writing to herself writing from a perspective of somebody who's older than she is like all these different things kind of mixed together to talk about things like change and like lessons that we can learn from it
1: yeah and this even turns at the end of the song into a a direct commentary on a relationship that like the 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 narrator of the song is in you know and and so these lessons these more extreme lessons are like you know uh, this this line at least we agree that we wasted our time we'll give up the hope that we'll meet down the line better off measured in coffee and wine that's sort of like a you know giving in be like ah, this sucks but yeah okay we're gonna we're gonna go on and and this is this journey that uh that i didn't understand uh when my younger but my uh, mother or my grandmother did understand uh this is gonna go on and it, it's um yeah it's just remarkable insight into uh, her as a songwriter, and and us as a people, and I think, uh, especially right now, weirdly, I think this is the type of stuff that uh, is very welcome because when you have more time to actually think about yourself, that's when you make yourself better, and you think about you know everything is a distraction in the world um, from. From your existence and uh, and some terrifying things about all our existences, but you can uh, when those start to fall away, and you are forced into isolation or forced without resources or for, you know whatever it is, uh, the only thing you have to lean back on is is yourself, and if you're lucky, someone else. But I, I don't even think that. I think you know the whole the whole thing is like we all die alone. <laughs> you know you know yeah, and you ha- you have to you have to be. Comfortable with that, I think to, to experience a good relationship. Um, and 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 what I get out of this is that this is her. It's not saying she has learned that. Like
2: who knows when you learn that? Like yeah. <laughs> you you, you, well, should you never learned it at levels. Learning. Like a lot of these yeah, things too. Right, if she's right. going to understand that in a certain way now. She'll understand it in a different way later. You know. You, you will probably understand just, it better than either of us do. But but for as confident as the, this is to
1: that. Have that be basically an admission that the whole album is saying is powerful, and it's you know you mentioned she's very private. There's nothing private about this. <laughs> this is this is a person like you said who has experienced pain and uh and has learned from it and and uh, and decided that rather than dwell on that or or at least take a break from dwelling on it, she'd share it and and hopefully it will help people. And I think it does. I I think that's the biggest takeaway for this is like, it's an album that if you listen to it, it it will, it will help you.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, and lyrically and sonically, um, you know, because one of the other things that we've been talking about a lot recently with a lot of the different albums that that we've been discussing, um, is just soothing sounds and the need for that in troubling times. Um, and this is an album. I mean, it's interesting. It's a very different sound than Semper Femina. Um, and, I will say that at first, I was a little disappointed by that. Semper Femina has a super cool sound to it. It's got a really interesting atmosphere that it creates. I hadn't ever honestly heard anything quite like it before there's there's you know definitely some similarities. not like you know we've had this conversation a lot about you know if you if you if you think something is entirely new, you haven't heard the influences, um, yeah, you know, yeah, totally. um, the Fiona Apple album, and I love that new album. And I, you know, I know that you would like and respect it. You know, I might like it a little bit more from our conversation so far, but, but like, yeah, you, apparently the, some of the people who have been writing about it, haven't heard her influences, you know? Um, and and I think that does kind of tie into a certain extent with Summer Feminine in particular. This one is, as you were saying earlier, much easier to hear the musical influences and where they come from. It fits into a particular you know type of music a little bit more comfortably than some of um, you know certainly than, than the last one. But um, but at the same time, it's bringing something new to that picture. And that's again what a great artist does. You know, you take Joni Mitchell, you take Neil Young, you take some of those people who can. You know, do something that fits in, but manages to say something new or bring a new perspective, or something like that.
1: I often wonder about that, and if that's a just a tool that uh, these master songwriters, which she is one, uh, use the employ to get to the to meat of it. You know, you you've never heard like a Dylan song and been like, "That's a remarkable composition." It, it just doesn't. It just does not happen. Um, <laughs> and and the, and there are some 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 powerfully great songs there, um, and. You know and you can push stuff to make different t- types of statements. You can push stuff lyrically mm-hmm. uh, sonically and so but like this choice to to land on something that is pleasing by no means easy to pull off but is it, it's familiar that you Leave more space to do what she did and explore uh, these themes in way more depth Because there's there's also no when you have that familiarity, we expect it to be like a cheap connection, and that's a lot of what pop music does these days. Is that you have this thing and like, oh, it sounds like Joni Mitchell, and so Mm -hmm. you make that connection. The song might be shit, yeah, but you know, but but that that does not happen here. Yeah, you know, this is there's no there's no slacking. You know, it, it was like. Leveled off there. Neil Young is another great example. Every single song sounds the same. A mm-hmm. friend, Israel Nash, <laughs> sounds like Neil Young. Yes, he does. His songs, though, are so uplifting, right? Um, because it like leaves space for him to do whatever magic he's doing, and and I think uh, and I, honestly, I think Israel is a similar artist uh, in the vein of, of her, as far as like positive vibes. Even though there's not a lot of positive about this album, uh, I think the whole is, but. you know, just able to tap into something in the universe and pull it back down and be like here. So this was just given to me. I, I don't, um, I got nowhere to put it. My shelves are full. Like here, you, you take it and see if it means anything to you. I've gotten what I needed to get out of it. Uh, and that's remarkable in, in 2020, I think because, you know, when the music industry is in flames and you can still see that, that music, uh, and high art will survive uh that's a reason to keep going
2: yeah, yeah.
1: So, yeah. so yeah uh this album's remarkable
2: yeah I, I'll, I'll
1: say that and uh and you should get it get semper femina and uh and then go out and get all her other stuff she has said she's doing uh, essentially tiny desks i think she's done two now and she said that she, they aren't working for <laughs> she's like, she likes to be out on tour and stuff. So yeah. so when she goes out again, uh, if if there's some way to to do that, uh, I can't recommend. I've seen her before. I can't recommend a better place for you to be on the planet than when she's playing. So uh, we're going to take a quick break. Thanks for hanging out, Wes, and uh be back in a few.
3: Maybe now you believe her for sure. She remembers what I said. The book I left by bed. The words that some survive.
1: Marlene's song for our daughter right there for you. Uh that is a such a remarkable album. I hope you guys dug our discussion of it and it has prompted you to go out and get this in your life. The uh physical release is delayed I think till sometime in the summer. Uh so we'll definitely be picking that up. You should be picking that up and you know, nice put it on, light some candles and maybe you're hanging out with a loved one, uh maybe hanging out with a friend, maybe we're uh maybe we're still all socially isolated stuck indoors um but it can make for a a nice evening afternoon morning whatever uh it's fantastic and uh yeah so thanks to wes for talking about it with me as always you know gotta talk about the feels here uh that is it for this episode of discologist if you like what you hear just do all the things subscribe to us follow us on the socials at chunky glasses you know you know what to do by now tell your friends and all that coming up uh, the next few shows going to be talking to our friend Michael Heslin he's from Mail the Horse uh, a remarkable musician and a remarkable band and it's good to catch up with him he's, he's holed up up there near Asbury Park uh, hopefully going to be getting to that rookie album sooner rather than later we may be doing a little Fiona Apple cast, uh, and then maybe another round table so we talk about some, uh, everybody brings a little new music we play it for you and uh, drink a few beers, it's kind of fun It's kind of fun. It's a lot of fun. So I hope you guys are staying safe, sane, and sanitized out there. We'll be back in a few short days. Until then, be good to your ears, but be better to your people. Talk to you soon.